There is order that the Father has set up. So the Father gives Christ all authority, makes him supreme over all things, regardless of how it looks in your life or in the world or on television or in popular culture, regardless of how it looks, Christ has the preeminence. He is number one. He is supreme in authority and in power. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I want to thank you so much once again for joining me for more Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is the outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in beautiful Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to go into part number two of the series entitled The Preeminence of Christ. On last week, you heard the message entitled, Who's First? And on today's broadcast, here's part number two, and it is subtitled, First Things First. You know, my friends, it is vitally important that we put Jesus Christ first in all things in our lives. And when you do that, you'll discover that darkness will have to flee when Jesus becomes first in your life. It is a thrilling message, and I really want you to hear it. And don't forget, you can go to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org to download today's message and hear the complete series. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, First Things First, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Our visitors here today, welcome in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome all of you here live and here, those of you that are watching us online, we appreciate our online community, and I pray that you're ready for the rich word of the Lord today. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, in that example, you saw um, the young lady trusted Jesus as far as she could understand, but when it got to the point where she could not understand it, she ceased to trust him. Well, we know even in that example, we know that the Lord Jesus is in all places at all times. So it was no big deal. If I were to redo that video, I could have um, a, I would clone his first image if I was going to do a video of it and just redo it. I could put him in both places at the same time. Then, then maybe she could see and look over. But the thought is this. Can you trust him even when you don't understand and when you can't see him? That's a question, isn't it? Can you trust him even when you don't understand and when you cannot see him? That's the question. And on that note, we're going to enter into part two of this new series entitled The Preeminence of Christ. On last week, we spoke from the subject of who's first. And on today, we're going to speak from the subtitle of First Things First, the preeminence of Christ. Let's go to Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. We're going to start there today, Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. Uh, we appear to have some technical difficulties with our headset mic, but we'll resolve that at another time. Amen? Amen. So we'll, we're right here in this message, First Things First. 
We're going to start here at Colossians 1, 15 through 20. And I'm going to read this to you as we did last week out of the New Living Translation. Then we'll come back in and get some of the King James. Uh, our standard is always the King James Version. Uh, that is our primary text of Scripture. I like what Sister Diane said this morning. She said, I like to eat my meals in the King James and I'll snack in other versions. I like that too. But there are different times when other versions helps to bring out the flavor. As long as as long as it coincides well with the King James Version, I'll use that. But when I find something in it that does not quite jive, so to speak, I'll go ahead and let you know about that. OK. All right. Before we get into the word, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus mighty name for this day and for this opportunity that you've given us to gather around your word as one family. Lord, we pray today that you would speak to us expressly by your spirit. We admit that we don't know it. We cannot say that we know really anything. Only thing that we do know is that you hold all the answers and that we're desperately seeking after you. So, Lord, we ask that you would teach us today, that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. In Jesus' mighty name, let every heart say amen. Amen. Well, praise Jesus. Wonderful. Well, again, um, we're in the series, The Preeminence of Christ, Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. We're going to start here today. Now, this is such a very powerful scripture, such a very powerful scripture. We could stay here for a very long time, a very long time. I'm going to bring out some things here, and then we're going to go further today. Colossians 1, verse 15 through 20, out of the New Living Translation says this. Listen to it. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Let me stop there for a second. Once again, we know that Christ existed before everything was created because we know in the book of John, John 1, right? In the beginning was the word and word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So Jesus is not a created being. Okay, Christ is not a created being. Now we know that the Lord Jesus of Christ, of course, coming into time, um, was given a body. God created him a body in Mary, but uh, that's the body of Jesus. But Christ always existed. The word of God always existed. God himself had no beginning. He just is. And it's hard for us to get our, our, our wrap our minds around that. He always existed. He is the always existent one. Okay. So I want you to, but I want you to understand this is that he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Jesus is supreme over all creation. Can we say that? Jesus is supreme over all creation. Say all creation. Okay, now that's powerful. Anything that you can think about that exists, he is supreme over that. Okay, whether there be demons, whether it's sickness, whether it's disease, whether whatever it is, whatever you can see, touch, taste, or feel in the natural and also in the supernatural, in the invisible realm, he is supreme over all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome. Verse 16. Uh, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, 
uh, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Everything was created through him and for him. King James says everything was created by him and for him, I believe. Everything was, one more time, everything was created through him and for him. Now that's a powerful, powerful statement. We know here again that the, the, our heavenly father spoke the word. Jesus is the word. And so God created everything, all matter, both spiritual and um, natural, all matter, period, everything that exists through, the, through his word. Now, again, this is a very powerful statement because it says, again, everything was created through him and for him. So you were created through him or by by his word, by Jesus, by Jesus Christ, by Christ. And you were also created for him. So we've got to say amen to that. Say, I was created for him. See, when you say that, you're saying you're, you're, you're giving the mysteries of heaven. You're revealing the mysteries of heaven. And when you say that over your life, you are agreeing with God. And when there is agreement with God, power is released. Whoo, did you hear that? When you repeat what God said, it is like an echo that goes forth in the, in the holy ether, if you will. It's an echo that goes out, ripple effects that goes out, even in, even in our drawing of the solar system that you see there. It is waves that goes out. What the Lord has said from heaven, we now repeat in the earth. We repeat it, we declare it by faith and with conviction, and it causes change to happen all around us where God's will is established. So again, we were created through him and for him. Now you can also add that to your daily confession. You can add that to your daily confession. I was created through him and for him or created by him and for him. You're in agreement with God. Hallelujah. And in, in anywhere where there's agreement of God, there is the revealing of power. Hallelujah. Verse 17 says he existed before everything else and he holds all creation together. Verse 18. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. We're going to give you the King James or 17 and 18 in just a minute. But notice this again. As we talked about Jesus being the supreme being, period, over all thing and everything. He is supreme, period. Now grab, let's, let's take a moment, let's take a Selah moment. Whew. Let's take a Selah moment. Jesus is supreme over all things, over everything. He has all power and all authority, period. There is none that can stand beside him. There is none that can match him. There is none that can equal him. All things were created through him and for him. He holds total and absolute mastery over all things and none can challenge him. Period. That blows my mind. And think about it. Now God turns us around and he flips a switch. I pray that you get this switch. He flips a switch and says, you are his body. Good God. He says, you are his body. 
you are the body of Christ. You are the body of the one that has supreme power and authority. No one can match him. No one can stand beside him. Who can be compared to him? You are now his body. Good God, that just floors me. And so tell me why we run and hide and scamper around. Oh, some demon, what, where is it? I am the body of Christ. Good God, now when you say things like that, understand, that releases power and that also uh, releases uh, a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Because you will then begin to understand who you are in him. Now that's power. Now that's again, Colossians um, chapter one, verses 15 through 18. Let me finish reading this out and then we go back to some King James. Um, verse number 19 says, uh, for God in, in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Now, let me give you some King James language. I want you to hear this because King James uses a word that some other translations do not use. And I'm going to tell you why it's important that this word is used. Okay, that this word I'm about to tell you, it's not used in New Living Translation, but it is mentioned in the King James. And I need you to hear what it says. Are you ready? All right. This is Colossians 1 verses 17 through 18. Are you all praying with me today? Sometimes the preacher needs some help. Are y'all praying with me online community? Come on, let's pray. Are you with me? Amen. Colossians 1 verse, eight, verse 17 and 18 says this out of the King James Version. He says, he is before all things and by him all things consist. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he, what? Might have the preeminence. Let me say that again. That in all things he, what? Might have the preeminence. Now that word is not listed in, in many translations. It is mentioned in some, but not all. That word might is, is extremely important. You did not hear that in New Living Translation a moment ago, but it is extremely important that you understand the word might, that he might have the preeminence. Now, we know preeminence means first place, right? Uh, preeminence means uh, first place or hold the first place. Now, the word might here in the Greek is uh, genomai, and genomai means to become or to come into existence. It means begin to be. It also means to uh, to appear or to appear in history. All right. So let's use the word there, the phrase to become. Let's look at this again with that definition with genomai there. It says that in all things that in all things he might have the preeminence that in all things he may become the preeminence. Right. Or that it may appear that he has the preeminence, that it may appear in history, that it may come to pass. Another another word there that it may come to pass that in all things that he might that it may come to pass that Jesus would have the preeminence. Now, what does that mean? That means that there are 
forces, that there are enemies, that there are foes that God is going to deal with so that Jesus would have preeminence. Let me say that again, that he might have the preeminence. Now, a lot of this has to do with mankind, okay? Because God has given us all a will. We can choose to decide whether to allow Jesus to have first place in our lives or not. We can choose to decide that. But let me tell you something. When you decide to allow Jesus to be first in your life, you are then in agreement with heaven. You're in agreement with heaven then. When we decide not, no, Jesus, you will not reign over me. No, you will not be first in my life. Then you become somewhat or that mindset becomes an enemy. And that's one of the things that God is going to deal with. Are you hearing let me tell you here again, this means that there are enemies, there are foes that must be dealt with before the word can come to pass. The first place belongs solely to Christ in all things and in all areas. The first place belongs to Jesus Christ, period. There is no debate on that, none whatsoever. Now listen to Psalm 110 verse number one, it says this. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Everything that challenges the first place of Christ is an enemy that God will deal with. Wow. Everything that challenges the first place, the first place of Christ is an enemy that God will deal with. Now, why is that true? Why is that possible? Why is that? Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. Let me show you why this thing is true. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to do a little bit of, of drawing here on the board. 1 Corinthians 15. Now, let me show you this as you're getting that. Here is the first place position. Number one, that is owned solely by Christ, period. God has said this is owned solely by Christ. Everything was created by him or through him and for him, period. I can't get no talk. But what happens here? There is a struggle for first place. There is a struggle for first place. Everybody wants first place. Let me tell you why, <clears throat> why this first place is so important and what's going to happen at the end of it all here. Now, uh, once again, I love the way the New Living Translation brings it together here. So I'm going to read from that. Then we may go back and get some King James on that. But it jives pretty well with that. So I want you to hear it. Uh, the main reason I bring these other translations out is to give you a better understanding. Amen. I got one. Thank you, sister, for that one. Amen. First Corinthians 15 verses 24 through 20, 28 reads like this. After the end will come. When he will turn the kingdom over to God, the father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. 
And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scripture saith, God has put all authority under, rather God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things are under his authority, that does not include God himself who gave Christ his authority. Verse 28, then when all things are under his authority, the son will put himself under God's authority so that God who gave his son authority over all things will be utterly supreme over everything everywhere. That's another mind-blowing thing. So we see that God gives Christ the preeminence over everything so that everything will be subject unto Christ. And then after everything is over, Christ will turn around and submit to the Father. So making everything that was created submitted to God. So all of the enemies that are in resistance to his reign must be dealt with. And so at the end of it all, you don't have to get in a time machine. I can tell you how it's going to end right now. Right now, it will all turn over. Christ will turn it all over to the father. Remember, the scripture says very plainly, the head of the woman, that is the the, the wife, uh, Gune, I believe uh, the Greek is, the head of the wife or the woman is the man, the husband, Aner. The head of the woman or rather the head of the, uh, the wife is the husband and the head of the husband is Christ and the head of Christ is God. There is order that the father has set up. So the father gives Christ all authority, makes him supreme over all things, regardless of how it looks in your life or in the world or on television or in popular culture, regardless of how it looks, Christ has the preeminence. He is number one. He is supreme in authority and in power, regardless of how it looks. So when you declare by faith, when you speak the name of Jesus, you speak the name of power because everything must bow to his powerful name. Every knee, every tongue, every knee will bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Then after all that is done, Christ turns around and submits it all to the Father. Shoo. The word of God is on a mission. The word of God is on a mission. Christ is on a mission. And all of his enemies must be subjugated in front of him. Oh, this is so powerful. I'm going to tell you what that means to you in just a few moments. But understand something. So everything that assumes the first place in our lives, in our homes, in our culture, in our society, in our world, are actually there illegally. They are there illegally and they will be dealt with because the first place belongs to Christ and Christ alone. So everything that is there in first place will topple. It will fall if Jesus is not the head of it. I don't care how it looks now. It may look like a tree that is green with plenty of fruit. But I'm telling you, the axe is already laid to the root of the tree. And what you're seeing is something that is slowly dying. So whatever it is, I'm telling you, will not last if Christ is not in the preeminent place. 
And again, even if we say, I, uh, even if we say, uh, I give it, I give it, that is the first place, uh, I'm giving it to someone else. You say, I've heard parents say, well, my children always come first. Uh, I've heard wives say, my husband comes first. Husbands say, my wife comes first. Well, family comes first. Well, my business comes first. Well, my money comes first. Whatever you put before Christ cannot stand. It cannot stand. The axe is already laid to the root of the tree. It cannot stand. And we found, I found that many parents that say, uh, my children always come first. Uh, let me tell you the danger of that. I'm going to tell you the danger of giving away the first place. I'm going to tell you the danger of that in just a few moments. There is a danger and there is also a word of encouragement when you deal with the first place. Are y'all still with me today? Now understand something. Again, the Lord Jesus is first. He identifies himself in the book of Revelations, the, the, uh, the first chapter, verse number eight. He says, you know this very well, Revelation 1, verse eight. You can make a note of that. Revelation 1, eight. It says, the Lord says here, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Uh, saith the Lord, uh, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. He says, I am the Almighty. I am first. Period. If you look in the celestial dictionary, the spiritual dictionary, and if you look up the word first, you see Jesus' picture there looking right back at you. He is first. He is number one. There is none that's above him. The father has placed all creation at his feet and has given him supreme authority over all of it. All of it. Are you hearing? Oh, this is wonderful. Now, now let me give you this warning and also this encouragement. Hmm. Whatever you place, whatever you place in the first position of your life has the authority to temporarily dominate, control, reign, or master your life or the world around you. Whatever you place as first has the ability to dominate, control, or even master your life, whatever you place as first. Think about it. Let me give you some, just some examples. In the sporting events, uh, the team that is ranked number one or gets the number one prize, uh, the, or the team that is n- number one who wins the Super Bowl, what have you, to them, all other teams are inferior. They have proven that they have the mastery. They are number one and everyone else is inferior. Think about the on the in the um, track and field event. There are several runners on the field and they're running around the track. The one who crosses the finish line first has proven the mastery. All others are subject unto them, unto the winner. The winner can say, I won. I did it. I got it. I am first. Think about it uh, scholastically, whether it's in school. The head of the class usually gets the prime choices of schools. 
They get the prime choices of scholarship, whoever, or of jobs, whether the person's in college or not. The head of the class, whoever is first, can declare, I'm first in my class. All others are subject. I have the mastery. All others are beneath. Are you hearing? Even in the order of, even in the order of birth, usually the firstborn stands uh, to inherit everything or the majority of everything. And he is given authority over the other siblings. The first one out has given that authority in the father's house. The first often blazes a trail and sets the stage for others to follow. It sets the, it sets the pace. It sets the atmosphere. You must put Jesus first in your life. You must declare him first in your life. And you must ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in repentance toward anything in any place in your life where Jesus Christ is not first. Let me tell you again, whatever holds the first place in your life has the authority. You have given it the authority to rule and reign over you. If you say, again, my children are first, you've given them authority to rule and reign over you. And I've seen parents that have that mentality as a child grows. And when the child gets in their teens, mom and daddy are afraid of the child. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Whatever you place first in your life, whatever you place first in your life, you give authority to reign over you. So this is why it is critical. It is critical that you declare Jesus Christ to be first in your life. And when you do that, you are lining your speech up with heaven. You are saying what God Almighty has said from the beginning of time when he declared that his word, that through him all matter would be created. All things uh, invisible and visible. God had already planned that everything would be subject unto Christ. So when you say, Father... I agree. I am subject unto Christ. I willingly give my life unto you. You then begin to line up with something that was spoken billions or millions or trillions of years ago. And that word of power begins to surge in your life. He must be first. When you declare him first, you release a spiritual principle. You release a mystery of heaven. And it destroys principalities and powers. It threatens the adversary. Wherever you are failing in life, begin. I dare you to do this. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Wherever you are failing in life, begin to declare Jesus is first in this area. I declare Jesus first in this area. And ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in making him first in that area. And see what happens. When things begin to line up in their proper order and perspective, wherever you are failing, declare Jesus first. Declare him to be first. Are you with me? Now we're beginning to close out here today. Beginning to close out. Are y'all still with me today? 
I want to show you something as well in, in Genesis 1. Let's look at some, let's begin today and look at the prophetic picture. There are prophetic pictures that circle around first. There are prophetic pictures that God has sprinkled in the word to help you to realize how powerful the first position is. And when things are set in their proper order, power is released. I'm telling you, there is no demon in hell, no devil, no person. There is nothing that can stand before you or against you as long as your life is lining up with what God has said. When you agree with him, power is released. You are only defeated in, in this life when there is disagreement between you and what he has said. Let me say that again. You will only fail in life when there is disagreement between, between uh, what God has said and your own actions and your own thoughts. But the moment we get adjusted, the moment we line up with what he said, the power will then be released. Even in your own human body. Uh, wherever the blood is stopped up, you're fine. If your blood stops here in your arm, you'll find, the, um, you'll find your fingertips will be tingling like little pricks are in your finger. The blood has stopped circulating somewhere. But where that, but where that obstruction is cleared, when that obstruction is cleared, circulation is returned and the pain is gone. Are you hearing? Let me show you this prophetic, this prophetic picture and then we'll close out today. Uh, Genesis 1, verses uh, 1 through 8. Now, this is also some extremely powerful words here. Some extremely powerful words. Now, once again, I'm going to uh, start off with the New Living Translation. Then we go back to King James because I want you to hear what the translations say. Are you ready? Listen to this. Genesis 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, King James says here, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, it is actually the proper translation is heavens, is heavens. If you looked it up, and I don't have time now to, to, go, into all the, uh, to go into all the Hebrew with you, but the translation here is heavens, heavens. Uh, and the two heavens that were created here in verse number one, we know are one, the, the very, the highest heaven, that is the throne of God, where the throne of God is, the highest heaven, and also the outer space, second heaven, the outer space, the space between the highest heaven and, uh, and the first heaven, would be, which would be the atmosphere of earth. We understand that there are three heavens. One is the atmosphere of earth, the atmosphere. Second heaven, we call that space, the space between the first heaven and the throne of God. All right. So the outer space is the second heaven. The third heaven is actually where is the heaven of heavens where the throne of God is. So verse one starts off with uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We can really stop right there, really, and just close the book. It's done. He created the heavens and he created the earth. Verse number two says, um, but then we begin to see the condition of the earth. Two says uh, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse three. Then God said, here we go. You ready? 
Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Then, say then. Then he separated the light from the dark. For God called the light day and the darkness night. The evening passed and the morning and morning came, marking the first day. Remember, there is a law as we interpret scripture. Many times it is called the law of first mention. Wherever something is first mentioned in the Bible, you'll see that it holds these characteristics all the way throughout. Here we see the very first mention of the word first. Are you still with me today? The very first mention of the word first. So we already know that Jesus has to be present. So what is the Lord doing in this first? Well, it says the during this time, it says the Lord separated the light from darkness, which is absolutely powerful. Whenever you put the Lord Jesus first in your life, you will see the light separate darkness. You will see the sword of God come and begin to divide away, take away everything that is dark and the light of God will have preeminence in that area. When you decree Jesus, you are first. You are then releasing light. And the light is beginning then to separate. It's like a sword separating the darkness, separate the darkness. It is dividing it. Understand something. The Bible says that the darkness and light were divided, were separated. Now, if you have to separate something, that has to mean that for a time, light and darkness were one, were together. If in the first day he separated light from darkness, before that time, that must mean that they were together. Are you hearing? So when first comes out, the first thing that God does as he he puts a dividing line, the sword of his mouth, the sword of his word comes out and it divides. It divides like a like a sharp sword or like sharp scissors through the paper or like a knife going down through warm butter. It begins to divide. And this is what happens in the first place of our lives. When you declare and decree, when you say it openly, you say it boldly. Jesus has the first place in my life. I give him the preeminence over all things in my life. And I declare and decree that there is nothing in my life that Jesus Christ is not the head of. That has to tell me there that if anything is dark around me, if there be any darkness in me or around me whatsoever, then the sword of God is release and it begins to separate it begins to separate all the darkness so that only the light remains are you hearing oh this is so very powerful so the very first mention of the word first in this we see we see also the activity of the holy spirit and god separating the light from dark we see here that even in King James, it says, and God saw the light that uh, that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. So, again, in these situations, and I can't get any I can't go any further with us today. There's so much more, so much more. But realize when you openly declare it, 
Jesus is first. I'm telling you, heads of households, when you go home in your house and you declare in your home, Jesus, I decree, even as Joshua did, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What was Joshua doing? He was making the Lord first. He was putting down his foot. Jesus is first. And when you put up your flag post and you declare that every, every demon in hell will shake and they will shudder. And some will even get angry. Who does he think he is? Who does she think she is? Some of them will even have the nerve or the audacity to come at you. Come on, bring it. Y'all ain't talking to me. Come on. Why do we say that? Because we are the body of the one that has the supreme, the one that is supreme. We are the body of Christ. We are the ones that are authorized to carry the name of Jesus. We are the ones that are authorized to cast out devils and demons. We're authorized to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We are authorized. Hallelujah. And if God be for you, who can be against you? I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.